Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. You see no signs of any people. There's no candlelight in any of the windows. I have a confession to make. Those cultists raided my home and left the deadly spell plague. We might be seeing more of that very same spell plague. Why didn't you warn us about this before we came into this area? We don't have time to worry about the fact that I lied to you both. (laughs) We have to get to the bottom of this before it spreads to more villages. I say there's only one thing to do, and that is to burn down the entire village. <laughs> you see the zombie shambling into view in the window. Oh, crap. And you stab it, and it collapses onto your sword. I say we press on. So it's settled, then. We'll go to Pilshire. Just off the road is the remains of an old campfire. Something doesn't add up here. Why would they camp here when there's two perfectly good towns either way? Whoever camped here had something to do with the plague. <laughs> Or maybe they just saw that the plague was already taking hold and they just needed somewhere to stay for the night? (laughs) (laughs) Yep, it could easily be something as innocent as that. Perhaps a pillshire ring we should go. I agree. I'd say we've gathered all the information we can from this campsite. It's definitely something to consider in our investigation. Let's move on. Okay. You continue on and I guess you spread out again. Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. I say, let's continue on. I will walk 120 feet. And then you may start walking. <laughs> so you walk for another few hours. It's getting pretty dark now. Does Stripey have dark vision? Because he could guide me down the road if he did. I don't think he can actually guide you, whether or not he has dark vision. <laughs> okay. I mean, just by like, st- like if I tell him, hey, stay on the road and don't venture off, then I can just sort of follow the squeaks. Or whatever sound well, badgers make. The, the moon's <laughs> bright enough still that you can see, like, where the road is. You just can't see a whole lot of detail at distance. Okay. I believe they moo. <laughs> moo. Badgers do have dark vision. Oh, hey, oh I thought right. you were going to say, badgers do moo. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Okay, well, cool. So, yeah. So, Stripey's got it. He's good. I'll just follow his lead. It's an interesting thought, though. What sounds do badgers make? Are they kind of like part of the weasel family? Do they like make like a... What would, what would be like the badger noise? I don't know. I, f- I feel Zane, like... Zane, they- give us your best badger impression. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> You're playing the part of Stripey after all. I was hoping that you would grace us with that as well. Some kind of weird like what? squirrel like yeah. chucking or whatever. Chit- chittering or something. Yeah. Probably. Well, you speak badger. I imagine you know what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we have like when 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 I think nobody's listening, me and Stripey have little like conversations in Badger. You guys are like, oh, you freak. Stripey has a number of different growls, so I can kind of tell the difference between a regular growl and like a oh, there's danger around growl. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That's probably it. That's probably what it sounds like. Yes, it's getting late. Uh, you have been while not walking all day. You have been doing a lot of work today. Mm, yeah. So you're getting pretty tired. Well, I'd say we maybe uh, stop around midnight, so a little over halfway, well, more like three-fourths of the way there, and uh, just make a quick camp, sleep till morning, and then move on, finish the journey. Is that okay? Yeah, I think so. All right. Usual watch order. All right, well, the night passes uneventfully. It's now late morning by the time you get up couple hours of walking later, you see off in the distance 
a town. You would guess it has a few hundred buildings in it, so it's a rather large town. Large enough to have a low wall built up around most of it. Okay, can we tell what the wall is made out of? Stacked stone, wood? It looks like it's a mixture of earth and stone. Okay. Um, can we notice any gates or openings? You can't see a gate from where you are because there are some buildings... That you'll, like If you follow the road, you'll hit a few buildings first okay. before you hit the wall. Yeah. All right. So they're kind of blocking your view. There are also a handful of wooden towers built up along the wall. Mm. <clears throat> wooden towers, okay. Watch towers. Um, and I assume that if we squint, we don't see any of the watch towers manned? Um, correct. Okay. I'll... Uh, hold up and wait for the other two wait for Tokus and Haslow to catch me up before I enter the area where there are outbuildings, buildings outside the town, so that we can approach them together, and or pass them by together. Okay. We catch up. Alright. There's some buildings here, and I don't know the nature of them or what's inside them, so I figured we'd better be together. Looks like there's also a town up ahead. Uh, oh, yes. That, I forgot to mention that as well. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. good. I really am a good scout, I promise. I just Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, there's a town over there. Okay. Guys. Oh, thanks for pointing that uh, out. Town? Uh, <laughs> from what I can gather, there seems to be a wall built around the town with watchtowers along that wall. Hmm. What do your Goliath eyes see on those watchtowers? Nothing of import as yet. Mm-hmm. But as we approach more closely, my Goliath eyes will be able to discern in greater and greater detail. All right. And I will update you as the moments progress. Please do so. You're you're roughly mm, four and a half feet closer to the top of the walls than we are. (laughs) Yes, I am. Well, I don't know. What, What would the math on that be, Tokus? Well, I'd have to calculate the trajectory and we'd need some sort of shadow that I could measure so that we could uh, estimate the hypotenuse of the yeah, right, right. shadow. It's pretty negligible at this distance. Pythagorean theorem? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, uh... You know of it, Shaba? <laughs> <laughs> it's an ancient story of uh, Pythagoras that, you know, my people tell. Uh, I think what's more important is, are these walls zombie height or taller? Mm. Yeah, That's what I want to know. Yeah, yeah. Um, the walls... Seem like they're probably in the range of 10 to 20 feet. Oh, okay. And it's kind of a little bit irregular because of the earthwork used to make it. All right. So the zombies would have to be coordinated enough to have one zombie stand on the shoulders of another zombie. Mm, they would have to be World War Z zombies yes. where they don't care and they just trample each other. <laughs> or where they make like ladders out of themselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stiff as a board. And uh, we'll. We'll, we'll approach cautiously as the buildings begin to get closer. Okay. So as you get closer, you start to see that a lot of the grass nearby looks kind of shriveled and wilted, hmm. and especially dry. Around the buildings or just around the town in general? Around the town in general, just as you get close. Okay. It starts to look like that. Huh. You also, as you reach the first few buildings, start to pick up more of that smell of decay and death mm. oh, hmm. now the grass could just be from you know uh, people walking around it looks like something more than that yeah well let's best be on our guard yeah let's mm. proceed with caution um, 
even though it's uh, perhaps a little unfamiliar to him, Aslo will go ahead and pull out his rapier and be uh, be ready for what may come. His rapier is unfamiliar to him? Uh, I mean, you know, using it is, oh. sort of, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was under the impression that Aslo was quite skilled with a rapier, especially after he skewered that zombie back in the last town. <laughs> Yeah, that was mostly adrenaline uh, on that one. <laughs> Beginner's luck. Yeah. <laughs> mostly adrenaline and halfling luck. Yeah. All right. Well, that makes me feel a lot better. Not really. <laughs> uh, let's keep going. Um, so the first building that we come to, we'll sort of see if like we can gauge what shape it's in. Broken windows, open doors, anything of that nature. Okay. Um, the first few buildings are kind of a shantytown area. So it looks like the buildings were never in that great shape to begin with. I mean, there's no glass to have been broken or anything, so it's kind of hard to tell, really. You don't see any obvious signs of destruction. All right. You also don't see any people. Okay. If we go up and uh, look inside through crevices or, or open window frames, does it just look like abandoned shacks? You go through a few of them looking inside. Some of them look like they were still occupied sometime recently. I see... All right, we'll move on. We'll continue down the road, assuming that it meets with either a gate or an opening in the wall. So, Shaba, you notice first the sounds of something shuffling along down a nearby side street. Side street. So are we in the town or still outside it? You're still outside the gate. Okay. But there are other streets diverging from the road? A few minor streets, yeah. Okay. I whirl... To face the sound, suddenly. Jabba, what is it? Hold, hold. And I take out my bow and draw an arrow from my quiver. Okay. It sounds like there are likely several things moving around behind one of the buildings just off the road. Oh, crap. <clears throat> Guys, we got shamblers. Three o'clock. <laughs> uh, let's call in an airstrike. <laughs> What should we do? Uh, we gotta make a decision. Either we go off of our main road and engage these things, or we just keep going into the town. I think based on our last discussion, we face them head on. No, wait. Uh, I think we should <laughs> probably try to avoid them. Yeah, I, I say we continue into the town. I think we're just likely to get caught up in a whole lot of meaningless slaughter if we engage every group of uh, these zombies that we see. Yeah, I agree. Let's try to uh, get in and figure out whatever the heck is going on in here, and then uh, get out if if necessary. I'm guessing by the stench that this town is probably also overcome by the plague. Maybe we can find survivors, people who either know about the guys we're looking for, or are the guys we're looking for. Because um, this is our best lead right now. Yeah, let's not forget we're here to find the Strathus brothers and Dillard Merchant and get out, not to slaughter everything that we see. Yeah. The smell gets stronger and stronger as you approach the wall. It looks like the gate was severely damaged and the metal bars lie broken and twisted on the ground. Hmm. Okay, so the gate is still there. It's just broken off. Right. Uh, about how big? The gate itself is only about eight feet high. 
Okay. So, shorter than the rest of the wall around it. Whatever busted down that gate, we don't want to mess with. Yeah, did you say that the gate itself, the wrought iron bars, are, like, bent and twisted? Some of them are. Holy crap. That's not good. Uh, there must be zombie elephants in this town. (laughs) (laughs) Or zombie battering rams? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Uh... That's pretty scary. Mm. I'm scared. I was already scared. So let's find the brothers and their friend and get out. When we go in, let's look for some of the taller buildings and see if we can uh, reach one of them. To get up in, you mean? Yes, to get up as high as we can to look out over the town. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. Okay, so when you pass to about 10 feet away from the hole in the wall, uh, you feel a sudden kind of weight pressing down on you. It feels like every step just takes a little bit of extra effort, and it's like you just uh, pass through a wall that where this starts hmm. suddenly. Whoa, do you guys feel that? Yeah, I feel it. It feels like someone's standing on my chest. This seems magic in nature. I would have to agree. Does anybody have detect magic? Talked about that last time. No one has it. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's not not one of the ones I took. Um, I'll make an arcana check, though. Okay. Nobody has, like, detect evil, detect... Does anybody have detect anything? Nope. Um, I got a five. Can I also look at the arcana? Look into it? Yeah, you can try. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 16. Okay... You can tell that there's some sort of magical presence here, but, I mean, without any divination spells, it's kind of hard to pinpoint anything. Guys, it's magic. <laughs> <laughs> if it's hard to pinpoint, it must be magic. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be doing a whole lot to you, just aside from that extra weight and effort. I got a bad feeling about this, guys. Uh, same. And not only because I do by myself, but because I'm being magically forced to have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> Aslo, remember that speech you gave Shab earlier? Yeah. About knowing when to fight, when to fight back, or when to run away? Yeah. Now is one of those times. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm starting to feel like we shouldn't be here. I agree. I feel like the town itself is almost telling us to stay away. Now, are we, um, that we're, like, past the walls, we're, like, maybe a couple streets into the town? No, this is just outside the walls. Oh, just outside the walls. You can see the gate, you get closer to look at it, and when you're about ten feet outside the walls, that's when this Uh, weight hits you. hmm. I was going to say, let's climb up into one of the watchtowers, but that's probably also affected. Yeah. So if, if I, I try taking another few steps forward, does it feel like that, that sensation is intensifying at all? No, it's just constant after you pass the outside barrier. Okay. Mm. And it's like enough to to like physically slow us down, or it's just like a sort of a weird sensation. It just feels like you're carrying like an extra five or ten pounds. Mm, okay. Um, are there any buildings that rival the watchtowers in height? Not right around you, uh, but since this is on a hill, there are probably some ones that are higher up, closer towards the middle. Okay. I've seen zombie movies. Getting up to a height is a good way to get trapped up there. So why don't one of us go up for a lookout and the rest of us stay down so that they can 
uh, clear a path, perhaps, if anything comes within sight. One of the watchtowers, maybe, I guess? Yeah, I think that's best. All right, uh, I suppose... Well, I have a plus two to my athletics (laughs) to climb. Well, halflings are supposed to be pretty good climbers, if Tolkien has anything to say about it. (laughs) So, uh, I could... You know what? I'll, I'll volunteer to go up there. Okay. Feeling particularly brave at the moment. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, approach the nearest watchtower. <clears throat> well, you're the leader. <laughs> okay. You go inside the walls, and you see the watchtowers just have regular wooden ladders leading all the way up to the top. Okay. Uh, I sort of, like, look around first, just make sure there's nothing living or undead around, or if there's any, anything else that looks suspicious. You don't notice anything moving around here. You can hear off in the distance, there's just kind of a general low moan over the whole town from the sounds of who knows how many voices. Oh, man. <laughs> um, Guys, do you hear that? Uh, I think so. What was that, Aslo? <laughs> <laughs> I said, do you hear that? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, I'll, I'll, as quietly as I can, start climbing up the ladder. Uh, Tokus, Stripey, and I will keep a sharp eye out in the meantime. Okay. Are we covered in every direction, by the way? do we, Can we see in every direction, like, to a good degree? Like, we're going to know if something's coming toward us? Most directions. The Off to the left, the buildings are closed and kind of blocking off the passageway. But other sides, you can see down the streets. Okay. We make sure to keep a watch on the most distant parts that we can see. Okay. Uh, as though you climb up the tower and off in the distance, looking over some of the buildings, you can see a few groups of these zombies, just like two or three over here, five or six over here, and they're just kind of scattered around the area. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fully worked by Jay, everybody. <laughs> so the town seems like it's in significantly worse condition than uh, Letwick was. And you can see several of the buildings look damaged. Zombies have a tendency to do that. <laughs> As if they've been broken into or out of or... Broken. Broken, yeah. Do I see any signs of life or activity... Uh, activity that is not undead activity? Give me a perception check. Mm. I will do just that. <laughs> With my stellar wisdom... Also of minus one. Uh, that would be a 14. <laughs> okay. From this vantage point, you do not see anything that looks like immediately... Uh, not a zombie? Something alive. Yeah, not yeah. a zombie. <laughs> uh, just a little ways farther into town, though. You do see what looks like several zombies that have been destroyed. Like, lying in pieces on the ground along the main road. Oh. Hmm. My. Destroyed. Well, up until just now, I mean, this this is out of character because <laughs> I'm not up there, but... I figured because, you know, Aslo hasn't come down from the watchtower yeah. to give us the debriefing. Yeah, I'm just going to eat a snack up there. I just, like, sort of take a nap and hang out for a little while. Yeah. Um, we, like, talk about what we don't know yet. Yeah, at this point, I, I don't know what to make of that, so I'll shamble down and tell them. Okay. Yeah. Up until just now, I was running out of reasons not to burn this entire town to the ground. <laughs> uh, but seeing these 
hearing that the these zombies have been vanquished leads me to believe there may be survivors or really crazy people who are still in this town. Shop, I've got an idea. And I did think of this earlier, but now I know for sure. You want me to launch you again? What if we... From the top of the tower? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> Perhaps we can fashion a set of wings that would allow you to soar over the top of the town. That would take months of prototyping, Shaba. <laughs> Surely I don't want to fly in on paper wings. Yeah, you're right. That was a dumb idea. Forget I said anything. <laughs> and then Shaba just hangs his head. <laughs> I'm so dumb. Shaba, I do need you for this idea. You are useful. Okay, what is it? What if we fashioned a note ah. and wrapped it and tied it to an arrow <laughs> and launched that arrow into the middle of the town. Okay, that's a, that's a great idea. So how would we go about fashioning this note, pray tell? I've got some parchment right here. Oh, you do? Okay. And ink. And I've got a couple rubber bands right here. <laughs> All right, perfect. Okay, cool. I didn't know <laughs> no, wait, any... <laughs> no, I left my rubber bands at home, sorry, oh, guys. crap. Okay, we'll have to f- devise something else for tying it on to the arrow, but the parchment and ink... That's uh, Aslo, you're quite good at writing contracts. I bet you're good at writing notes. So you're aware parchment is relatively expensive for someone of your social status at the moment. Of our means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it was actually in your uh, in your gear. Shoot. I do have ink and a quill, but I don't have paper. <laughs> well, you know, we could always uh, tear off a half a page of the contract, like the part where we signed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. No, that do- that doesn't really work. <laughs> Surely there's another solution. What if we just like wrote like a really small note like along the side along of the arrow? Along the arrow? Oh man, that would be really small. <laughs> yeah, parchment is one silver per sheet. So if you've got pen and ink, I'll say you've got a couple of sheets of parchment. Just note that you don't have too many. Okay, well, uh, I strategically fold it a couple times and tear off a, a small quarter of it and hand that to Aslo to, to save paper. Okay, what note are we writing on this note? Let's see. Uh, Yes, one of us should dictate. To whom it may concern. (laughs) We bid you good day. (laughs) How are you? Good day, and we we would like to tell you that you are in grave danger. Uh, Please evacuate the town to the west at your earliest convenience. At your earliest convenience, your mediumist convenience, or your latest convenience. Whichever <laughs> any works of, for you. What, yeah, any of the aforementioned conveniences <laughs> uh, will be hereby rendered acceptable by the terms of this letter. Uh, so that we might entreat with you and discuss the terms of your survival so that you may give us any, in, any and all information you may have about what has happened here. We are here to help. Signed, yours truly, your friends. Sincerely. Uh, sincerely. <laughs> All the best. Uh, Merry Christmas. Here Happy to New Year. for, therewith, uh, uh, Shaba Tokus and Aslo um, and Stripey. Uh, see you soon. Shaba, I'm, uh, I'm running out of paper. <laughs> we'll have to attach another piece. Uh, flip it over. Will you come to see us? Uh, check yes or no. P.S. You're invited to my birthday party. <laughs> P.S. If you like me, check yes or no. Check yes or no. And we will see you soon. Uh, also, make haste. Signed, all of us again. And sign it again. <laughs>
three of us, and that that will be what we said. All right, got it. Perfect. <laughs> what? <laughs> we're basically just saying, hey, we're here to help. We don't know what's going on. If you're out there and you're still alive. Did you tell them where to meet us? Yeah, at the West Gate. <laughs> okay, West Gate, got it. Um, then I should know because I wrote that down. <laughs> yeah, if, if you're still alive, then come and see us so that we can help you. And we will be your friends and be nice to you and not hurt you like the zombies. <laughs> oh, crap. No, this is getting too long again. I'm, like, crumpling up another one and tossing it over my shoulder. Let's start over. Let's I've start already over. written on both right sides. On both sides. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll fit. It's already been double-sided. And we write that in common, and then we translate it uh, to giant, orcish, goblin, draconic, and any other relevant languages that may be uh, frequently used in this part of the world. Do you speak all of those languages? I do not. Someone else will have to translate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just kind of assuming you guys knew how to speak those. No, I speak common and giant. That's it. I know how to speak gnomish. Okay. I've got halfling and merengian, so... All right. I'm pretty sure that if we... If there was a giant in this town, we would probably know. That's true. Well, maybe it was giant zombies that busted yes, down Yes, the... there you go. The gate. Mm. Uh, something big would have had to do that. So... Yeah, let's write on the back, and, and I'll translate into giant everything we just said. <laughs> so, get out another piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and then, how are we going to attach this to an arrow so that I can shoot it toward the center of town? Mm. Anybody have any string? A loose thread on your tunic, perhaps? Uh, I definitely have those. Um, okay. Well, we'll f- we'll figure out some way. We'll wrap the paper. We'll roll it around the arrow, the shaft of the arrow, right just beneath the arrowhead, and then fasten it with string. All right. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> and then I shoot it, and it just drops into the well. Oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> right in the center of town. We need to write that out again. Does anyone remember what we wrote? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'll take that arrow with the letter on it. And climb the same watchtower. <clears throat> I'll just try to, you know, kind of arc it as close to that main street as I can and have it hit in the middle of the street. So it's like away from any buildings and just kind of sticking out there. And Wait, so you're going to fire this arrow into the street where there's like eight zombies just chilling? Well, not necessarily. I'll find a bear, bear patch where there's no zombies. <laughs> or maybe, I mean, maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if it got a zombie through the eye. At the moment, the main street seems fairly clear other than the group of destroyed zombies. Okay. It's not like they're everywhere. There's just groups of them here and there. So if you were to like, look down and try to pick out a path, you could probably get where you wanted to go as long as you were quick. And if you're firing it off to the middle of the street, give me an attack roll. Uh, I will fire a test shot first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'm firing it into the middle of the street as close to the center of town as I can get it where we saw those destroyed zombies. All right, what is the range on your bow? Uh, a lot. It's, <laughs> it's a lot. Um, Unrealistically see. high, yes, but... Yeah, uh... Isn't it something like 80 to 320? Uh, it's 150 to 600. So long range is 600. Oh, yours wow. is better than mine. <laughs> uh, so 150 feet, will that do it? No. 
Uh, 600 feet is getting close to where the zombies are. But what about the altitude? What about the height? Yeah. It's not that big a difference. Hmm. Shucks. Mm. So firing at long range is disadvantage, right? Right. Crap. This is not going to go well. <laughs> I'll fire a test shot with disadvantage. Test arrow. Yeah, remember how I said this is not going to go well? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that. So... Uh, I got an 11. With disadvantage? Yes, with disadvantage. Not terrible. Yeah. At that range, it kind of flies off a little bit to the side and lands on one of the houses sort of nearby where you wanted it to go, but not really. Okay. So let me tell you how this is going to go. I'm, like, trying not to... Well, I'll climb back down so I don't have to shout and bring every (laughs) zombie in town to our heels. Uh... Let me tell you how this is going to go. I'm going to try to shoot this, and then I'm probably not going to get it to land where I want it to, and then we're going to have to run to the center of town and retrieve it. So why don't we just (laughs) go to the center of town ourselves and just put the note there? Here's another thought. Uh, When you had to climb down because you didn't want to shout because you didn't want to bring all the zombies to us, what if we go up on the watchtower and just start shouting? And say, hey, if there's any any survivors in here, meet us on, you know, the other side. We'll pick another, you know, gate to go to. And that way we draw all the zombies to us. And then any survivors will hopefully hear our voice and go to the other gate. Of course, that plan begs the question, how many days worth of food do we have? Wait, why does it beg that question? Because if every zombie in town comes to us, then we will be stuck in the tower for a number of days pursuant to our rescue, which may or may not happen. Oh. I was assuming we'd climb down and run away before they got there. Um, Shaba, I I just think that we spent all this time on this letter, (laughs) and I think we really should see it through. You know, you just don't seem that um, confident in your bow skills. I bet our pal Aslo here could definitely give you a pick-me-up that you need. You think so? Yeah, you know what, Shaba... I, I put my hand up as far as it'll go, which is probably like your waist, maybe. <laughs> and I put it on your hip, and I say, you have a, a great nose. And I give you some inspiration. Well, it's not that great, but thanks. No, no, it is. You don't understand. <laughs> I think uh, it's, a, it's the most beautiful nose I've seen in a long time. <laughs> well, thanks. I guess that'll make me shoot better. Yeah. Uh, that's, that was <laughs> totally. an excellent idea, Tokus. Um, I will use that inspiration about my nose to become miraculously a better archer. <laughs> and I will climb confidently up because the tower. Because D&D. Yeah, I swagger <laughs> climb up the tower. And I whip out the arrow with a flourish. <laughs> and, I, and I raise it and take the shot. And I, and I say, I call down, by the way, I'll feel really bad if I still do terribly with this. Because we, because we spent so much time on this letter. Right. The Damage Guild Podcast. More fun than a barrel of hobgoblins. Hello, everyone. Thane here, Dungeon Master for the campaign you've been listening to here on the Damage Guild Podcast. I've been DMing games off and on for nearly 20 years now, with probably over a decade of active campaigns behind the screen. Second edition will always hold a special place in my heart, but that's not to say the rest of them aren't fun in their own ways. If you've followed along with us this far, that must mean you like us. So glad to hear it. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing to the podcast, and maybe leaving a nice rating or review or telling your friends about the show. 
The more people listening to us, the more quality content we'll be able to make for all of you to listen to. These podcasts are expertly edited down to cut out any long tangents, awkward pauses, or unproductive bits, and focus on the highlights of both story and action. If you have the time and interest to see what the sessions are like live, you may want to check out our videos on twitch.tv slash damageguild, where we upload our sessions largely unedited, pregnant pauses and all. They may not quite line up with the podcast episodes exactly, but they've got all the same stuff plus some. We also occasionally stream our other campaign there live, where JDMs and the rest of us, along with some other friends, do everything we can to not die horribly. It's great! For those who enjoy reliving the past, all previous videos are also available on YouTube. Feel free to take a look. Or if you'd prefer to stick around here and just keep listening to the podcast, hey, that's great too. Speaking of which, you probably want to hurry and get back to the show, so I won't keep you waiting any longer. Enjoy! This is the Damage Guild Podcast. That's like, you know, half a piece of my special paper. Yeah, um, well, okay, because of the bardic inspiration, it did not totally suck. Alright, so, (laughs) I rolled a two. (laughs) Uh, then I have a plus five to hit and a plus five on the bardic inspiration, so I actually got a twelve. Nice. So that's one point higher than your other area. That's right. Hey, hey. (laughs) Glad I took a practice shot first. (laughs) So this one, uh, instead of landing on the roof of the building nearby, it kind of sticks into the wall of the building on the opposite side of the road. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Uh. So it's probably like eight feet off the ground. Oh, for crying out loud. Well, it's visible that way. Yeah, visible, but reachable. If someone of your stature is in the town, that's not happening. Yeah, oh no, they're they're out of luck for sure. But any normal human could uh, could jump up and grab it. Well, eight feet? Yeah, I guess maybe. I will fire a third arrow and attempt to knock the second arrow off of the building. <laughs> that's going to be harder than just trying to land in the middle of the road. Pull a Robin Hood where it like splits it straight down the middle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't think that's going to happen, no matter what you try to do. That bardic inspiration, like that compliment on my nose just made me feel so good that even though it's no longer in play, that bonus, I just it makes me want to try it. So I do, and the arrow just flies wildly off, and I'm like, well, it was worth a try. And then I climb back down. Did you even roll? No. <laughs> I want to know if you got the natural 20 <laughs> twice in a row. I'd have to get two natural 20s on with disadvantage. I'll go ahead and roll. <laughs> if you do that... <laughs> yes? Then maybe you will actually hit the arrow. You get double natural 20s. Oh, yeah, sure. No, I did not. Not even close. Oh. <laughs> okay. <sighs> All right. So I climb back down. I pet Stripey because he's uh, feeling neglected. You didn't tell him his nose is beautiful. <laughs> he has a badger nose. It's hard to appreciate when you're a humanoid. <laughs> so where should we wait for someone to find our... Should we just go up in the watchtower and wait and like look out and see if we see people darting from building to building? Why don't we keep you up there uh, to do that? The two of us will stay down here. We'll keep an eye out for any, any uh, shamblers and we'll just keep a lookout. Okay. I'll go back up, and uh, I will keep my eyes peeled for any and all non-zomberific movement. You know what would be really cool? You know those, like, whistling whirly gigs where, like, when you swing them and you pass air through them, like, they whistle? 
If I get it, if I had some of those to attach to an arrow, it's kind of like a noisemaker. <laughs> Just woo! <laughs> they made whistling arrows. That is a thing. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Dude, huh. I want some. That will be the first thing I buy with our, with the gold that we receive from this mission. <laughs> some whistling arrows. Yeah, not in the rule books, but I mean, they do exist in, for real. Yeah. Oh, for, uh, like actually in real life. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. So you're keeping a watch, and about half an hour passes without you spotting anything. But then you do notice from your vantage point, a group of three zombies are slowly working their way towards you. It looks like they're probably going to reach you in another minute or so at the rate that they're going. Mm. Are they headed towards the tower? Headed towards the gate area where all of you are. Okay. Can we see them from where we are? No. They're behind some buildings, but it looks like they will spot you within a minute and could potentially attack. Okay. Tokus and I get distracted and start playing a game with the rocks, like seeing how far we can skip them and stuff. (laughs) On the ground. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And we totally have our backs turned to them. Oh, so only I see them right now? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're on the tower, so you can see over the buildings. Oh, goodness. All right. uh, I'll climb down and be like, hey, let's get out of here. We got to go. There's zombies coming. (laughs) Oh, man, but I was just about to win. All right, let's go. (laughs) Yeah, you'll have to have a rematch later so that we don't die. (laughs) That's a good call. (laughs) Okay, yeah, we skedaddle. We run out of there. Okay, so you leave the area. As soon as you get just a little bit outside the gate, you feel that weight is lifted. (sighs) (sighs) Yeah, I say we make a full retreat, leave the... uh, town behind since the zombies seem to be hanging out by where the buildings are. We'll go up to the next hill and uh, just hang out there and keep a watch on the gate. Okay. So you pick out a nearby hill, I guess one of the taller ones around to get a good view. Yeah. Another hour or two pass, so it's early afternoon and Tokus, you spot signs of a fire smoke above the town. In the town. Uh, You would guess that it's probably actually on the opposite side from where you were, somewhere along the eastern edge. Hmm. Hmm. What if we take a trail a safe distance around the circumference of the town and head in the direction of the smoke? Yeah, I think that's, if that's our first sign of life here, then we should probably do that. Agreed. Yeah, let's go investigate the fire. We'll take a little detour just outside the, um, the town, maybe stay like right around the edge of the the buildings that are on the outside of the wall. Mm. Uh, the buildings are only near the gates, so... Oh, uh, okay. okay. If you go around, it's just the wall. Alright. I'm, I'm okay sacrificing a little time to stay outside of that aura. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Yep. Same here. Uh, everyone roll a perception. Eleven. Uh, six. <laughs> Twelve. <laughs> Yeah, I would, just, I would just like to point out that about 90% of the rolls we've made so far in this game have either been intelligence or wisdom, uh, for which I have a zero and a minus one. So, <laughs> For which I have very little. <laughs> yes. Very little to speak of. Mm-hmm. I'm doing great so far. Well, you're there to lead the group, not to be the brains. That's right. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that's what I have Shaba for, to be the brains. <laughs> you're the charismatic one. All the flash and panache. <laughs> so Shaba and Tokus, both of you actually, as you are walking along near the wall, near the border, you look down and you see kind of embedded in the ground, in the dirt, are these tiny shards of some sort of crystal. Maybe a couple inches tall, sticking out of the dirt. 
crystal. Around us, where we're walking, or by the wall? They're set out a little ways from the wall, every five to ten feet along the wall. Okay, not not like set up like a minefield, but like actually like a, a ring around, like following the, the ring of the wall? Mm-hmm. Okay. What are these crystals doing here? It's a good question. You're the cave dweller. <laughs> I wouldn't suspect such things to be growing here. Someone must have placed them. Looks like it. Why don't we take a closer look? Well, you said minefield. Maybe we should throw a pebble. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant like, in other words, I was trying to see how they were set up. Yeah, Tokus, do you want to take a closer look at those? I guess I am wearing heavy armor, so I have gauntlets. <laughs> I guess I'll risk my life <laughs> to pick up one of these things. Oh, they don't look so harmful. <laughs> I'm going to go take a closer look. Okay. Uh, you bend down and look at it, and you see a small, black, opaque crystal of some sort. Actually, you are a, you know all about gems. I do know lots about gems. <laughs> all kinds of gems. So you think these look like... If they said black, I would assume onyx or jet. These actually look like small shards of obsidian. Ooh, dragon glass. Good choice. (laughs) Hmm. Should I... Okay, I guess I'll relay this information. Guys, looks like it's obsidian. Hey, my knife's made of obsidian. The, uh, the knife I carry on my belt. Can I see the knife? Uh, yes. I hand it to you. It's got a... A wooden, uh, a wooden handle wrapped in leather cord, and then a nappable obsidian blade. That's like uh, almost looks like a like a spearhead kind of where it's chipped. I kind of like f- flip it a few times in my hand, mm. you know, do it a, a spin over, and uh, <laughs> oh, it's got a nice nice weight to it. <laughs> Thank you. I uh, yeah, it's I, it, I'm proud of it's one of my finest pieces. I spent a long time making it. Consequently, that's the same knife I used to gut that two-headed dog at the campsite outside (laughs) Ludwig. Oh, I I also take an interest in the knife. There's only a few types of stone that are nappable. uh, Among them, flint, obsidian, shale, agate. Just certain types that will allow you to uh, flake them and shape them. uh, As low as falling asleep right now. (laughs) Manners. You see him, like, <laughs> nodding off. Like me and Shaba, like, get into, like, mineral science a little bit. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, I love stones. I'm like, you know what? Rocks are great. Like, this is like, we're, we're finally hitting it off because we both love... <laughs> yeah, right. We both love rocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. I love rocks very much. Uh, can I do some sort of check that would allow me to know for sure what's up with these shards? I guess I'd have to pick them up. I mean, for being a gnome, don't you get something related to gemstones? Uh, no. But, I mean, I specifically chose gem cutting in my background, so I may have seen this before. I am proficient with jeweler's tools, and I worked for years toiling in the mines and carving gems. I think we're going to spend a lot of these early missions figuring out what the heck gnomes can do. (laughs) (laughs) I have a trait called gnome cutting, but it has little to do with cutting gems. Yeah. The Artificer's Lore says whenever you make an intelligence history check related to magic items, alchemical objects, or technological devices, you can add twice your proficiency bonus instead of any proficiency bonus you normally apply. Okay. So, magic items, alchemical objects, or technological devices, not gems. Hmm. I still think you picked the right character out of the three of us to do this <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I would say so. I'll still give you your normal proficiency bonus since you, you know all the gems. Okay, cool. So, what kind of role am I making? Uh, intelligence. Okay. Uh, 16 plus 3. 
plus two for proficiency. Plus two. So 21. So yeah, you know this is obsidian, and obviously that it is out of place in this sort of area, because you don't see any volcanoes around. So, <laughs> And it's quite uh, valuable, I would imagine. Monetarily or alchemically? Oh, there's all sorts of uses for this stuff. Could even make uh, arrow tips out of them, I imagine. For killing white walkers. <laughs> so I, as soon as I realize they're not harmful, I start furiously stuffing them into my bag. You reach over and pull one out, and you feel, as you do, your hand kind of goes into that barrier. Oh. Uh. Uh. I keep doing it, but I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I keep taking them and putting them in my bag, but... I don't know if I should be doing it, but I just can't let... I just can't... You can't stop yourself. Well, I see gems, and, like, my gnomish compulsion is to take them and put them somewhere safe. Isn't your bag full of sugar? <laughs> oh, that's right. I remember that from last time. Yeah. I didn't think I filled the entirety of the bag with sugar. It's like, you find out that obsidian has a chemical reaction with sugar. To sugar. Causing an explosion. I wrote down two pounds of sugar. Yeah, you do have a couple of pounds of sugar in there. Guys, I don't think I should be doing this, but this stuff's really valuable. What gives you that idea? I get this strange feeling when I touch them. Is it, like, love? <laughs> no, it's it's a feeling. It's, it's I know how you feel, Tokus. I felt it too. <laughs> no, it's a, what? <laughs> no, not no, not with you before other other times. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, keep I going, see. keep going. What were you saying? Uh, I, I feel this dread, like the feeling that that we felt before. Yeah, like exactly. But I can't not take them. They're too shiny. So you feel the dread. You feel the dread when you touch them. Yes, I'm, I feel as though I'm reaching into the, the magical zone. Okay. Do you feel that taking the crystals out of the ground is changing that magical zone? I, I don't know. <laughs> Give me an arcana check. 20 on the roll. Plus 5 in this instance. Okay, so you're proficient in arcana. I am, yeah. So you get the feeling that it is affecting the barrier somehow. Positively or negatively? <laughs> you can't put your finger on exactly what it's doing, but you can feel that it's shifting a little bit with each one that you pull out. You've only taken in like two or three so far. And you also feel that the crystals that are now in your bag are conveying some of that weight to you, even when you're not inside the barrier area. Mm. Okay, imagine a piece of parchment with a bunch of dots on it in the shape of a circle, roughly. So now let's say that you connect those dots to each other to form this however many-sided polygon, and then you remove one of those dots. Would, would you say that the line then connects the next two dots? And so that the more <laughs> crystals that he removes, the more that the barrier shifts? Hmm. That could be it. It doesn't seem to be doing quite that. It seems like it's just becoming a little bit more erratic around the places that he's removing them. Okay. And did we see, when when I stopped on that side street as we were coming into town and I heard the zombies, was that outside of this barrier? It was definitely outside of it, right? Yes. Okay. I have a thought. In light of these things I've seen and learned, do we know if this is a good or a bad aura? Slash barrier. Well, it makes me feel bad, so I assume it's bad. <laughs> we were able to pass through it, but what if the zombies 
can't. We didn't stay, I mean, obviously we didn't want to get attacked, but we didn't stay long enough to see how they're affected by this, if at all. That is true. The first few that we that we heard outside of the town were outside of the barrier, too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so as far as we know, they would be fine, I think. Mm. So what you're telling us, Tokus, is that you are removing the safety barrier that is keeping all of those zombies inside town from coming out here and killing us. <laughs> it's possible. Again, I don't know exactly what type of magics this could be. But I don't know enough to say whether it's good or bad. Uh, so I take the crystals out of my bag and I start, like, <laughs> as best <laughs> I can remember, them. stuffing them back into the locations <laughs> that they were originally. Okay, when you do that, you feel the barrier kind of stabilize and revert back to where it was. <sighs> All right, guys, we need to find that campfire. Yes. Yeah, let's move on let's to our mission. That. We can always come back to these crystals later. Yeah, okay, let's keep going. Okay. And sure enough, as you follow the wall, these crystals are just continually placed every several mm. feet. So you make your way around, and as you approach where you saw the smoke coming from, it's stopped by this point. Okay. Because it's been you know a good half hour or so walking from your hill all the way over here. You hear something thumping up in one of the towers on the wall. Hmm. Up in one of the towers? Yep. You can't see anything, though. Are the towers girded by, like, a waist-high sort of yeah. wall? Okay. Like a little nest. Um, how, what should we do to get the attention of whatever may be up in that tower? We'll make another note, and this time... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aslo, do you have any relevant spells? Like, say, magic missile? Um, I may have some spells that do things. Why do you ask? Well, although it may do more harm than good, sometimes you gotta do a little harm to do good. So why don't you magic missile whatever's up there in that tower? And then we will <laughs> assure it that we are friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't see what's in the tower, can we? No, but magic missile strikes home. I don't think you know anything about magic. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't know anything about magic. Uh, so. Shab, is there something you're not telling us? <laughs> I'm a powerful archmage. <laughs> and you are my thralls. Uh, why don't I just shoot another arrow up at the boards? I think that makes sense. Okay. A lot more sense than your first plan, actually. Okay. I take three <laughs> arrows out of my quiver and attempt to shoot them all at the same time. What happens? <laughs> Yeah. Since when did you learn multi-shot? <laughs> you don't get that feat until fourth level. <laughs> Are you actually going to do that? Uh, no, I'll just fire one, I guess. It's not as exciting. So I think you know that that doesn't really work. Firing three arrows from the same bow? Yeah. At the same time? Correct. Does not. Okay, so you fire... Um, give me an attack roll. Okay. You're just shooting the wall of the tower? Uh, hey, Aslo, Aslo, can you tell me I'm great again? Um, you're pretty awesome. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> uh, crap. That's, that, you, you didn't try hard enough to tell me how cool I was. <laughs> no, I did. You're super great. It didn't seem as genuine as yeah, last time. I, I didn't believe you as much. <laughs> I kind of feel like you're phoning it in now. 
Uh, you, you just can't put me on the spot like that, all right? <laughs> Your inspiration has to come from a place of from, a, from a well of creativity yeah. and joy. Uh, I inside. got I got a nine. I rolled a three on my attack roll, and then the bardic inspiration gave me one. <sighs> okay, <laughs> like I fire just as the person stands up, <laughs> just oh. shoots them in the oh. neck. What? <laughs> 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 Fortunately, the target is rather large, and you're not all that far away from it. Holy crap. So, your arrow just barely nicks the edge, the top edge of the tower wall. Okay. And you hear a shout. It's like, wow, what was that? And you hear some thudding inside, stomping around. Uh, it was, it was only me. <laughs> Never fear. That was it was us. It was we're here to rescue you. Yes. We thought you were a zombie. That's why we shot. Yes. There are lots of those <laughs> zombies around here. I, I think we're telling conflicting stories right now. <laughs> uh, we had to get but, your attention somehow, and we thought that this yeah. was the best way. Uh, a few seconds later, the top edge of a hat, followed by a couple of eyes, poke out over the top of the tower wall. It's okay, and I wave my hands. I, I put my bow away first, and then I wave my hands. It's okay. We mean you no harm. Are you living? Because we're living too. Of course I'm alive, although it's not exactly easy to say that much in this area. No, we gathered as much. Uh, You're the first alive person that we've seen since we've been here. Are there others? Yes, there's at least myself and one other one here. He he nods briefly down. Mm. And then he stands up fully, and so you can see him waist up or so. Okay. He's human, tall, and by the looks of him, he matches the descriptions of the brothers. What? Mm. Pray tell, good sir, what is your name? My name is Nerdok Strathus. Strathus! Oh, oh my gosh! Thank the Ramlord! Music to our ears. We're here to rescue you! <laughs> <laughs> Who might you be? Oh, our name is not Luke Skywalker, but we are here to rescue you. Thank the Ramlord. Yeah. Although a couple of us are too short to be stormtroopers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, much too short. I drop to my knees and say a prayer to the Ramlord and say, uh, What are you still doing here? We were investigating the town, but we got separated. So we've been trying to find a way to make it to our, my brother and rescue him. Your brother Wilm, right? Yes. You know us? Yeah, we do. Uh, Rysenth Cloudon sent us to find you. Rysenth? That's the one. Oh. Well, I guess we could all use as much help as we can get. Dillard here is sick. I've been tending to his wounds, but I'm not sure how much longer he's going to last if I don't get some better treatments. Oh, no. Well, you throw him out the window, and Shaba here will catch him, hopefully. <laughs> He's not exactly lying. I will indeed attempt to catch him if you throw him <laughs> out of that tower. I'm not going to do something like that. Yeah, I, I, would, uh, I would advise against it. Um, what is he sick with? Is he sick with the plague or with a common cold? Because in either case, they are incurable. <laughs> uh, we don't know exactly what it is I mean, I've been trying to figure it out But I'm no doctor How long has he been this way? Uh, it's been getting worse over the last few days Days? Yes, we've been making our way around town This is the safest point that we've found so far To camp Wow 
This is the least safest point that we've found. Well, we're trying to keep an eye on the town while we camp. Have you gone any further than Pilshire? Further east? Not yet. Are you planning to? We had been, but at this point I think it's probably best if we just head back. And how many of you are there again? There are three of us. Just three? Okay. And your brother is in good health, I trust? Well, that's the thing. Um, We last saw him when we had a run-in with some of the zombies. We got separated, and he ran farther into the town, but we haven't seen him since. Oh, great. So this fire that was just burning, is this a signal fire? Are you trying to make contact with him? We haven't been able to establish contact. That was a fire that I used just to prepare our meals, meals and medicine. Mm. And you've been keeping to the tower for safety, I assume? Yes. Do you feel this aura that lies over this town? We have felt it. We've just gotten used to it. Do you know where it comes from? Also, uh, before we continue shouting back and forth to each other, how far off the ground is your window? It's not a window. It's just like a slightly walled-in square platform that he's standing on top of. Yeah, it's a little, like, like nest, like a, a square, you know, like a watchtower, how they have the just the waist-high walls. Yeah, okay. like they said, a platform with waist-high walls that you can look out on any side from. Okay. How far up is that? From your side, it's about 35 feet off the ground. And do we know if there are there are probably stairs or ladders inside going up to it? You can see a ladder on the other side. Okay. And are there any gates in the wall nearby? Uh, you don't see a gate, but you do see some more buildings outside the wall farther along. So there's probably a gate somewhere near there. I just asked because it might be better for us to communicate face-to-face instead of shouting when there's zombies nearby. Yeah, that's why I asked about the gates. Maybe we it's, it would be better if we convene inside, if we can get to their tower and uh, speak to them. Well, here, just a minute. He bends down and you hear some <laughs> shuffling around down there. <laughs> Pulls out a Gatling gun. <laughs> <laughs> why didn't I think of this earlier? It's been weeks. <laughs> After a minute, he comes up and he tosses down the end of a rope. Oh, sweet. Oh, right. that will do nicely. Awesome. Except we'll have to make <laughs> climb checks. We were going to come up there, but why don't you guys just come down here instead? <laughs> I suppose we could come down, but I'd rather keep watch. Yeah, what are you keeping watch for exactly? For all those things moving around inside the city. So why don't you just come out and then you won't have to keep watch for them anymore? Yeah, I'm wondering why you stayed. What is it? So you're just here because you lost your brother, right? Or were you, like, here a while before you got separated? We were here for a few days before that happened. We've been investigating and taking notes on what we've found and trying to figure out what's been happening. Oh, for Rysenth, for Master Cloudon. Um, we know him. But he, he's <laughs> not your... He doesn't command you. He's, he's not our employer. Okay. Who is Cloudon to you, if you don't mind us asking? He's a work associate. Okay. Ah. So you were sent here to study this town? We were sent here to investigate what's been going on, to figure out which of those rumors were true and false, and to report back once we've learned whatever we can. Were you sent by Rysenth or somebody else? Someone else. Okay. And I'm guessing that information is something that you wish to keep close to the vest? Well, I can't just go talking about my employers here. Mm, I understand, neither can I And I kind of give Aslo a look, like a wink <laughs> yeah, I don't like talking about my employer either 
kind of a shifty guy, if you know what I mean. I say, yeah, neither do I. And I give him a wink back and a nudge. Yeah, he's a real slave driver. <laughs> and then I elbow both of them hard, as hard as I can. <laughs> oh. uh, something that you want to talk about there? Uh, no, 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 definitely nothing at all. Nothing. No, no, nothing. Nothing to speak of. No building resentments between uh, employee and employer relationships for having traveled for several days and not being paid a cent. As yet unvoiced, but apparently they are, uh, they are coming to fruition. Um, so yeah, why don't, you, why don't you climb down and we'll get some, uh, some medical attention for your friend there. Well, but we need to find his brother. Because I assume he's not going to leave without him. Right, and my friend is in no condition to be climbing right now. Mm-hmm. I figured that was the case. That's why he wants us to climb up there. Diller can't move much. Where was the last place you saw your brother? Uh, we got separated in the northern part of town. You're on the northeast section right now. And we saw him running off to the south. I think I might have located him because I see occasional lights in the southern section of town, but I haven't had a good chance to go and check yet. And this was days ago, you said? We got separated days ago. I saw the lights the first time last night. Okay. How many days ago was it? Um, Three days. Three days. Okay, so he has not managed to get to a tower, which would I assume would be the first place he would go if you... If you got separated in this town, you would either go to a high building or a watchtower to signal to your friends. So he must be stuck somewhere. He must be barricaded in and unable to get to a point. That's what we've assumed as well. But I can't just leave Dillard here alone and unprotected, so I haven't been able to go out and look for him. I I say, uh, (laughs) one moment. Please let me discuss with my associates here. And I uh, uh, turn around and I kneel down to speak to Aslo and Tokus. And I say, if we're going to help uh, this gentleman find his brother, we're going to need to go in force and we're going to need to go quickly. We need to find out exactly where he saw those lights last night and make an immediate strike for that location. 